welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name is Amanda, and in this episode today, I am going to be talking about blending families or remarriage and blending families. This is something that I have been dying to talk about, (laughs) and I said that I was going to start um, sharing words and teachings on the subject in the second season and I realized I've already gone about 12 episodes in and I haven't touched this topic yet and I'm like it's time. (laughs) So this is going to be my last episode for the day and the last one for the next few days I'm going to be taking a break. Um, I just did two uh, brief episodes before answering questions from emails that I felt that everybody should know the answer to, or maybe for those also wondering. I won't be doing that with every question that I receive via email. I will just communicate with that person directly. So I won't always share it in my episodes, but if I feel that it's something that maybe more people have that same question, I will definitely do my best to come on and share my answer. So, but this episode is on a specific topic, and again, I'm going to be talking about remarriage and blending families. This is going to be the first of several episodes talking about this topic. This is not going to be the only episode I will be doing because I will be diving in much deeper. I will be sharing a lot more and I will also be sharing from a book that I purchased about a year or so ago called Blending Families by Mike Evans, I believe is the author. It is uh, scripture-based, Bible-based, so I will be sharing from that as well, but that will be in later episodes. For today, I'm just going to kind of do an intro, share what I've learned, what the Holy Spirit has highlighted to me, and I'm actually going to be reading from scripture. So I'm going to be reading from my scriptures Bible, which is the ISR version uh, 2009, and I'm also going to be sharing from the Apocrypha. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Apocrypha, they are the books that were removed from the Bible, okay? Um, So books like um, Maccabees, Ezra, um, Wisdom of Solomon, Jubilees, Book of Enoch, Jasher, and all those kinds of things. And forgive me if I don't pronounce some of those correctly, I'm still learning. I actually just came across the Apocrypha um, in the middle of last year, and it was something that I definitely prayed about and wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be anything that was going to lead me astray. And um, I did have a couple of times where I wasn't too sure, and then I finally felt that Elohim was letting me know to read these because they have a lot of truth in them and there's a reason why they've been removed from the Bible just like a lot of other things and that's the whole point of this ministry is to bring truth it's time to to unlearn the lies that we've all been told and it's time to relearn the truth okay so that's a huge part of my ministry and so that's why I'm also going to be sharing from the Apocrypha today So I'm going to be reading some scripture from Genesis. I'm going to be reading some scripture from, um, I believe it's 2 Samuel. And then I'm going to be reading from the Apocrypha. I'm going to be reading from the book of Jashar to 
um, just kind of share what the Holy Spirit has highlighted to me concerning remarriage and, and um, blending families. Oh, and I'm also going to be reading from Matthew chapter uh, 19. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, the reason why this is such an important topic to me is number one, I was called into a blended family. Okay, um, I'll be honest with you, you know, most of you already know if you've heard my other episodes, you've heard a little bit about me and a little bit about my testimony. Um, I am someone that was in a counterfeit relationship. I was not married, but I was in a counterfeit relationship and I had a son with this person. Okay. And my ordained spouse also was in a counterfeit relationship for years on and off, was never married, but had children. So together, we are a blended family, okay? The reason why this is so important to me is not just because that's the type of marriage that I was called into, okay? I was called into a ordained marriage, but also a blended family and given a second chance, even though neither myself or my spouse were married, but, or, you know, we're not divorced or anything, but there are a lot of individuals who are. There are a lot of individuals who are divorced. There are a lot of individuals who have had children, okay? And I've mentioned this before in in recent episodes, but I want to say this again. The reason why I want to share this is because there are what I call modern-day Pharisees that are telling believers a bunch of lies. They're taking scripture, they're twisting it, they're, you know, you know, shaming people, judging people and saying that they basically cannot get married again or because they've already had children, that they cannot go into a marriage and all of these lies, okay? And I am here today to begin to clarify some of these things and to share the truth, the truth that has been given to me by the Holy Spirit as I have studied scripture. Not only as I have studied scripture, but as I have begun the journey of stepping into my blended family and my ordained marriage. Okay, I want to share this because there are too many people that are missing out on what Yah has for them and um, the blessings that He has and the grace and all of these things. Okay, because of modern day Pharisees telling them that they cannot, if, if they're divorced, they cannot get married again. If they are, have already had children in previous, you know, relationships, they need to stay with that person and make it work. They should not go with anybody else. Okay. So here's the thing. And this is, this is why I'm going to start with this scripture first, because this is where these modern day Pharisees are getting this from. Um, and please excuse the background noise. If you hear me flipping through pages and all that kind of stuff, I did not take the time to write all of this out. So as I'm talking to you, I'm literally going to be looking up these scriptures, okay? Now, I have actually mentioned this scripture several times already in different episodes, but I'm going to mention it again because this is going to be the foundation of this word that I'm sharing, okay? So Matthew chapter 19, and we're going to start at verse 6, okay? And this is Yeshua talking to his disciples that asked him about marriage and divorce, Verse 6, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what Elohim has joined together, let man not separate. They said to him, why, why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? And he said to them, because of the hardness of your hearts, 
Moses allowed you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. Okay? Meaning that it was never Elohim's intention for you to separate from who he has brought you together. Okay? Verse 9. And I say to you, whoever puts away his wife, except on the ground of adultery, and marries another, commits adultery, and whoever marries her who has been put away commits adultery. His taught one said to him, If such is the case of the man and his wife, it is good not to marry. And he said to them, Not all receive this word, but only those to whom it has been given. Okay? So, now, here's where a lot of people, the modern-day Pharisees, okay, a lot of religions, Christianity, Judaism, okay, Catholic, okay, this is the issue. They're taking these scriptures and they're not understanding it correctly or they're taking it and twisting it, okay? And verse 6 is our answer. Yeshua says, So that they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what Elohim has joined together, let man not separate. Now, I've talked about this before, okay? What Elohim has joined together, let man not separate. It doesn't say what you brought together in your own timing, in your own flesh, by your own will. It doesn't say what family and friends put together. It does not say that. It says what Elohim has joined together, let man not separate. So if Yeshua says this, and then we go down here and it's talking about divorce and putting a spouse away, okay? Then verse 9, He says, and I say to you, whoever puts away his wife, except on the ground of adultery and marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her has been put away, commits adultery. This does not apply if you were married to someone or cohabiting or dating, whatever you want to call it, with someone that is not your spouse. In verse 6, six, I'm sorry, in verse 6, Yeshua says very clearly, he says very clearly, whom Elohim has joined together. Who Elohim has joined together. So, that right there gives us our answer, okay? But people who are, again, those modern day Pharisees who are overly religious and overly legalistic and you know, putting it in their own understanding or, or, you know, using it to twist scripture. They're saying that even if you were in a counterfeit relationship, even if you're married to the wrong person, that if you divorce, you cannot remarry another person. That you have to go back to that spouse. And that is not true. Okay. How do we know this? Because verse six, make sure I say that right this time. Verse six tells us what Elohim has joined together, okay? It doesn't say what Elohim has joined together and in case you decide to do it your own way, you still gotta stay with that person. No, it clearly says what Elohim has joined together, let man not separate. So, for example, if you are married to the spouse that Yah has ordained for you and you decide to separate or you divorce, Okay, and it's not on grounds of adultery or abandonment or abuse. Okay, you decide to divorce, then you meet somebody, fall in love, and you marry them. That's where the sin comes in because it says very clearly 
that you either remain single or you reconcile back to the spouse that Elohim has joined you with. Okay, but if it's a counterfeit relationship, a counterfeit person, Elohim is not going to say you need to be reconciled back to that person even though they're harmful to you and they're not of, of, of my will. They're not from me. That's not the Elohim we serve. Okay, so this is where a lot of believers become very confused about this and why a lot of churches and a lot of religions say that divorce and remarriage is not permissible or it's not acceptable. Okay, that is a lie. Yes, Elohim hates divorce. Yes, he hates the, the, the division and the tearing apart of what he has brought together. It, it doesn't mean that if you were in a counterfeit relationship that is harmful to you, that is not of his will, that, that doesn't apply to that. That doesn't apply to that, okay? That's why in the times of Moses and, in, and, and within the Torah that a certificate of divorce became acceptable because he says it right here. Verse 7, they said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and to put her away? And Yeshua said to them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so, meaning that was never the command of Elohim. That's not how it was supposed to be. So imagine how much more if it's that you're in a counterfeit relationship. Okay? So that's why when I hear religions and these modern day Pharisees and all these people say that remarriage is a sin, that it is abomination to Elohim, that is not true. In most cases, that is not true. Okay? It is not. Okay? And I'm going to and I'm going to follow up with scripture and show examples of this and I'm going to also show examples of, um, from scripture with blending families because then there are also modern day Pharisees out there that say that if you've already had children that you can't step into a marriage with these children okay that is also a lie and I'm going to show you why that is and I'm going to show you in scripture where we even see these kinds of situations take place I've actually heard people people say, sorry guys, I'm a bit tongue-tied because this is my third episode I've done today. I've been talking a lot. I've actually heard people say that that scripture is silent on these things, and they're really not. If you're studying scripture and you pray and ask the Holy Spirit to highlight these things to you, he will. And now I'm gonna show you where in scripture that that is. So we're gonna first start in Genesis and we're gonna look at the account of Abraham, okay? Because here's the thing, okay? Sarah was Abraham's wife, okay? And together they had Isaac, okay? And because of their impatience and lack of faith, really more so on the on Sarah's part, Abraham ended up having a son through their maidservant, Hagar, an Egyptian woman, which never would have been Elohim's plan for him because the Egyptians believed in pagan gods, okay? They did not follow Elohim. They did not believe in Elohim, okay? So we know that that was never the plan of Elohim. The plan of Elohim was for 
Abraham and Sarah to have a son, which was Isaac. But Abraham ended up having a son first through this Egyptian maidservant, Hagar. And he ended up having a son, Ishmael. Okay. Now there's one account that I want to read to you concerning, this has to do with blending families and then remarriage. Okay. So let me just find the scripture. And again, please bear with me as I find these, these passages. I did not prepare beforehand. Okay, so I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 21, and I am going to start from verse 1 and read down to verse 13, okay? Or 14, I'm sorry. Okay, and again, I'm reading from the Scriptures Bible, so I will be using some Hebrew terms or names, okay? Um, and just so you know, Yahuwah is Elohim, or Yahuwah is the name of Elohim, okay? Which is, Elohim is Hebrew for God, okay? It says, And Yahuwah visited Sarah, as he had said, and Yahuwah did for Sarah as he had spoken. So Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the appointed time of which Elohim had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son, who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, and they named him Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son, Isaac, when he was eight days old, as Elohim had commanded him. And Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, Elohim has made me laugh, and everyone who hears of it laughs with me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, mocking. So she said to Abraham, Drive out this female servant and her son, for the son of this female servant shall not inherit with my son, with Isaac. And the matter was very evil in the eyes of Abraham, because it was his son. But Elohim said to Abraham, Let it not be evil in your eyes, because of the boy, and because of your female servant. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for it is with Isaac that your seed is called. And of the son of the female servant, I will also make a nation, because he is your seed. Verse 14, And Abraham rose early in the morning, and took bread and a skin of water, which he gave to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, also the boy, and sent her on her way. Okay, and the reason why I want to share that is because it's one of the scriptures that the Holy Spirit spoke to me through concerning blending families, okay? Abraham, having had had a son through their Egyptian maidservant, automatically made them a blended family, okay? Why? Because he ended up having a child through another woman. It was not the plan of Elohim, as we, as we see, but Elohim still used Abraham and his family and still blessed him, okay? Um, we also see, okay, that Elohim's plan really didn't have to do with one child, but more with the other. But even at that, Elohim still blessed both sons, okay? He just used, used them in different ways, okay? Isaac was the promised child. Ishmael was not. However, Elohim said very clearly, Abraham, because he is your son, I will bless him, okay? And that's what, what we see there, okay? 
So there's an example right there in the Bible of a blended family, okay? Even though he ended up sending them away, okay? That was Elohim's way of accommodating the situation, all right? It didn't change the fact that Ishmael was still Abraham's son. That did not change, okay? It did not change. But what I'm trying to say is, if you or your spouse or both of you are bringing children into your marriage, into your new life, okay, Elohim will accommodate the situation, okay? You were not disqualified from a Yardin marriage because you have already had children from a previous relationship. And right here, we clearly see the grace of Elohim because automatically you would think by Abraham ha having had heeded the voice of his wife, Sarah, because it was Sarah's idea for him to sleep with the maid, to conceive and have a child through her, okay? Because earlier in scripture, and I didn't read it, but earlier, I think it's in chapter 18, when Elohim comes back and reconfirms the covenant of Abraham, he says, yes, my son Ishmael. And Elohim says, no, that's not the child that I spoke of. I said you would have a son with your wife, Sarah. Okay? But Elohim could have said, okay, they went out of my timing. He heeded the voice of his wife instead of mine. So now I'm going to go ahead and go to somebody else. And I'm not going to give the promised child to Abraham anymore. But he still gave, gave Abraham what he said because his word does not come back void. He made a covenant with Abraham. So his, he does not break his promises. His word does not go back void. And there's grace. So if you have had children, that does not disqualify you from stepping into a Yardin marriage, the marriage that he always had for you. That does not disqualify you. Okay? It doesn't. Now, I was going to turn to 2 Samuel because I wanted to share about David real quick, but I'm already running low on time. So I'm going to paraphrase and just share with you real quick. Hopefully you're familiar with the story. If not, please go back and read it. It's in 2 Samuel. Um, I can't remember the chapter. I'm sorry. But it is where David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Bathsheba was married to a soldier that was in David's army. And because of lust, David committed adultery with Bathsheba and she became pregnant. In order to cover up what he did... Um, David tried to get the husband of Bathsheba to come home and to be with her so that he would think that the child was his and not David's, but that didn't happen. So David panicked even more, and instead of being truthful and repenting, he actually ended up having Bathsheba's husband killed in battle. So not only did David commit adultery, he committed murder, okay? So, of course, Elohim sends a prophet to David and tells him the sins that he has committed. David immediately repents, okay? Because we know David is the man after Elohim's own heart. We know that Elohim favored David and chose him to be a king of Israel. And um, he ended up committing these sins. So David repents. He mourns. And what ended up happening was the child that Bathsheba gave birth to um, ended up dying just a few days after it was born. You know, when David, of course, he wept, he mourned, but then after all that had happened, he, you know, because he had repented, he came back to where he needed to be. And you know what ended up happening was Elohim ended up having grace. 
he still used David for his purpose. And David ended up having another child with Bathsheba, who now at this point is now his wife, okay? And they ended up having a son. And you know who that son was? It was King Solomon. And actually, when you read scripture, the name that Elohim chose for Solomon was actually Jedidiah, which means the one whom Elohim loves. Okay? So, you know, even though we make mistakes, whatever that might look like, maybe we've already had children, maybe we were in a counterfeit relationship, whatever the case may be, it does not disqualify you from your marriage, from your Yardin marriage. It does not disqualify you from having more children if that is a part of his plan for you and your, and your spouse. It doesn't. Okay? And here's the thing. I want to make this clear before I move any further. I know that when you read through scripture, we see a lot of what you would consider to be polygamy. I am not saying polygamy is okay. I am not promoting it. I am not saying it's okay. Polygamy and a, and remarriage and blending families are two separate things, okay? Polygamy is when you have more than one spouse at the same time, okay? That is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about remarriage because you were either in the wrong relationship, you were divorced, or maybe you're widowed, okay? Maybe you're widowed, okay? And when you step into your marriage, you're stepping into your marriage for a second time or for a first time or you're bringing in children, okay? That's the difference. So I am not talking about polygamy, okay? Because I was getting ready to say that David had uh, several wives, okay? Um, Abraham, after Sarah died, he remarried. And he had, as a matter of fact, let me find the scripture for you. I'm not going to find the one for David because I'm not, I haven't memorized um, scripture within the first and second books of, uh, of Samuel, but I have memorized Genesis because I've studied Genesis so much. So that's why I'm going to turn there because I know where it's at. But um, yeah, for those of you who, this, this should just tell you right here, okay? Let me just get to it real quick. Okay. All right. So chapter 25. Okay. So chapter 24 is when Isaac and Rebecca come together. You know, I've mentioned that a lot in my ministry. Chapter 25, starting in verse one, it says, and Abraham took another wife. This was after the, the death of Sarah. Okay. Because remember, in verse 67 from chapter 24, it says, And Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother Sarah's tent, and he took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Thus Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. His mother was Sarah. Okay? So verse 25, verse 1. And Abraham took another wife whose name was Keturah, and she bore him one, two, three, four, five, six more children. Okay? That's a blended family. Okay? Even though it was because Sarah had passed away, some instances in the Bible are polygamy, but again, I'm not speaking on those things. But Abraham took another wife. He didn't remain single after that. Obviously, because that was the plan of Elohim, was for him to have more children. Okay? So, how can people say that blending families 
and remarriage is an abomination to Elohim. And Abraham was a blessed man. Abraham and all those after him, his entire seed, his entire family for generations and generations, they became the people of Elohim. They became the Israelites. So if, if, if remarriage and blending families was such an abomination to Elohim, then none of these blessings would have, been, would have taken place. David, a man after Elohim's own heart, had a few different wives. And again, I realize that's polygamy. Or maybe it was because he had to leave a wife or maybe they, they passed away. I don't know. The scripture doesn't go into detail. But I do know that David had more than one wife and he had many children. Okay? That's a blended family. Okay? When you have children from different people, that's a blended family. Okay? That is a blended family. Okay? So... Now, the last scripture that I wanted to share, and this is going to be the one from the Apocrypha, okay? And um, again, for those of you who are not familiar, the Apocrypha um, are the books that were removed from the Bible. Why they were, were removed, I don't know. Um, my guess would be is because there's truth in there that they didn't want us to know. I don't, I don't really know. Um, for certain, if you want, you are welcome to... Do research on your own time, by all means. That is perfectly fine. Um, but I am going to share with it because I actually just read this yesterday. And the Holy Spirit highlighted this to me. Because it was an example of honor and dishonor. And it was also an example of remarriage and blending families once again. Okay? So I am reading from the book of Jashar, chapter 21. And I am going to start... Um, I'm going to start at verse 15. So it's exactly what I just read um, in Genesis where I talked about how um, Abraham and Sarah had Isaac and Ishmael was older. And then Sarah asked Abraham to send off Ishmael and the mother um, because of how he was being. So that's where I'm going to start and then I'm going to read from there. So it says, And Sarah saw the act which Ishmael desired to do to her son Isaac, and it grieved her exceedingly on account of her son. And she sent for Abraham and said to him, Cast out this bond woman and her son, for her son will not be heir with my son. For thus did he seek to do unto him this day. And Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarah, and he rose up early in the morning, and he took twelve loaves and a bottle of water, which he gave to Hagar. And he sent her away with her son, and Hagar went with her son to the wilderness, and they dwelt in the wilderness of Paran with the inhabitants of the wilderness. And Ishmael became an archer, and he dwelt in the wilderness a long time. And he and his mother afterward went to the land of Egypt, and they dwelt there. And Hagar took a wife for her son from Egypt, and her name was Meribah. And the wife of Ishmael conceived and bore four sons and two daughters and Ishmael and his mother and his wife and children afterward went and returned to the wilderness okay so keep in mind that even though Ishmael is Abraham's son his mother is Egyptian and so therefore Ishmael ended up with an Egyptian wife which would be considered intermarry or it would be considered um gosh I can't think of the name right now um marrying outside of uh, it would anyways it, it would be considered unequally yoked okay 
which is something that scripture is very clear about as well. All right, so just keep that in mind. Verse 19, And they made themselves tents in the wilderness in which they dwelt, and they continued to travel, and then to rest monthly and yearly. And Elohim gave Ishmael flocks and herds and tents on account of Abraham his father. And the man increased in cattle. And Ishmael dwelt in deserts and in tents, traveling and resting for a long time. And he did not see the face of his father. And in some time after, Abraham said to Sarah his wife, I will go and see my son Ishmael, for I have a desire to see him, for I have not seen him for a long time. And Abraham rode upon one of his camels to the wilderness to seek his son Ishmael, for he heard that he was dwelling in a tent in the wilderness with all belonging to him. And Abraham went to the wilderness, and he reached the tent of Ishmael around noon. And he asked for Ishmael, and he found the wife of Ishmael sitting in the tent with her children. And Ishmael, her husband, and his mother were not with them. And Abraham asked his wife, Where has Ishmael gone? And she said, He has gone to the field to hunt. And Abraham was still mounted upon the camel, for he would not get off the ground, as he had sworn to his wife Sarah, that he would not get off from the camel. Verse 26, And Abraham said to Ishmael's wife, My daughter, give me a little water that I may drink, for I am fatigued from the journey. Verse 27, And Ishmael's wife answered and said to Abraham, We have neither water nor bread. And she continued sitting in the tent and did not notice Abraham. Neither did she ask him who he was. But she was beating her children in the tent, and she was cursing them. And she also cursed her husband Ishmael and reproached him. And Abraham heard the words of Ishmael's wife to her children, and he was very angry and displeased. And Abraham called to the woman to come out to him from the tent. And the woman came and stood opposite to Abraham, for Abraham was still mounted upon the camel. And Abraham said to Ishmael's wife, When your husband Ishmael returns home, say to him that a very old man from the land of the Philistines came here to seek you, and thus was his appearance and figure. I did not ask him who he was, and seeing you were not here, he spoke unto me and said, When Ishmael your husband returns, tell him, Thus did this man say, When you come home, put away this nail of the tent which you have placed here, and place another nail in its stead. And Abraham finished his instructions to the woman, and he turned and went off on the camel homeward. And after that, Ishmael came from the chase, he and his mother, and returned to the tent, and his wife spoke these words to him. She said, A very old man from the land of the Philistines came to seek you, and thus was his appearance and figure. I did not ask him who he was, and seeing you were not at home, he said to me, When your husband comes home, tell him. Thus says the old man, Put away the nail of the tent which you have placed here, and place another nail in its stead. And Ishmael heard the words of his wife, and he knew that it was from his father, and that his wife did not honor him. And Ishmael understood his father's words that, that he had spoken to his wife, and Ishmael hearkened to the voice of his father, and Ishmael casted off that woman, and she went away. And Ishmael afterward went to the land of Canaan, and he took another wife, and he brought her to his tent, to the place where he then dwelt. And at the end of three years, Abraham said, I will go again and see Ishmael my son. 
for I have not seen him for a long time. And he rode upon his camel and went to the wilderness, and he reached the tent of Ishmael about noon. And he asked after Ishmael, and his wife came out of the tent, and she said, He is not here, my lord, for he has gone to hunt in the fields and to feed the camels. And the woman said to Abraham, Turn in, my lord, into the tent and eat a morsel of bread, for your soul must be wearied on account of the journey. And Abraham said to her, I will not stop, for I am in haste to continue my journey, but give me a little water to drink, for I have thirst. And the woman hastened and ran into the tent, and she brought out water and bread to Abraham, which she placed before him, and she urged him to eat. And he ate and drank, and his heart was comforted, and he blessed his son Ishmael. And he finished his meal, and he blessed Adonai, which means Lord. And he said to Ishmael's wife, When Ishmael comes home, say these words to him. A very old man from the land of the Philistines came here and asked after you, and you were not here. And I brought him out bread and water, and he ate and drank, and his heart was comforted. And he spoke these words to me. When Ishmael your husband comes home, say unto him, The nail of the tent which you have is very good. Do not put it away from the tent. And Abraham finished commanding the woman, and he rode off to his home, to the land of the Philistines. And when Ishmael came to his tent, his wife went out to meet him with joy and a cheerful heart. And she said to him, An old man came here from the land of the Philistines, and thus was his appearance. And he asked after you, and you were not here. So I brought out bread and water, and he ate and drank, and his heart was comforted. And he spoke these words to me. When Ishmael your husband comes home, say to him, The nail of the tent which you have is very good. Do not put it away from the tent. And Ishmael knew that it was his father, and that his wife had honored him, and that Abba Yahuwah had blessed Ishmael. Okay? So, that is the scriptures that I wanted to read from Josh Art. And again, the reason why I want to share that was, it spoke about honor and dishonor, and it spoke about remarriage. Okay? Because... Ishmael knew that what his father was saying was that was not the wife that was for him. The wife dishonored him, okay? The wife was dishonorable to her husband and to her children. She was also from Egypt, okay? She was also from Egypt, okay? Which means, again, it, it's, a, it's an unequally yoked marriage, okay? So it says that Ishmael casted off that woman and he went to Canaan, to have another wife, okay? And that wife was was honorable, okay? So honorable that not only did Abraham give his blessing, but so did Elohim. Elohim blessed, blessed Ishmael because of his wife, okay? So again, I wanted to share that because um, a few episodes back that I talked about honor and dishonor in your marriage and also to show you another example in scripture that talks about remarriage and blending families, okay? So, again, this is just an intro to more episodes that I'm going to be doing concerning remarriage and blending families. There are many of us, myself included, that have been called or are already in our marriages that are either a remarriage or you're a blended family because either you or your spouse or both have brought children into that union, 
and you will probably have more children if that's a part of his plan. So please stop listening to the people that are telling you that remarriage and blending families are an abomination to Elohim. That is a lie, okay? It is not true. It is not true. And I have seen nothing but example after example, some of them I've read to you, of remarriage and blending families. Now again, polygamy is not what I'm talking about. Polygamy was something that Abba Yahuwah never wanted to have happen. Okay? But in terms of remarriage and blending families, and again, go back to that scripture, Matthew chapter 19, verse 6. That's your answer right there. Especially if you were not married to the person that you were supposed to be married to. You were in a counterfeit relationship. Okay? But the thing is, is that what I'm trying to tell you is that we do not serve an Elohim that says, well, you've already had children, so you're not going to have any more. Or I'm not going to bring you into the marriage I have for you because you went ahead and had children with somebody else. Or because you went ahead and cohabited with somebody for four years. That's not the Elohim we serve. We serve an Elohim that there's grace, okay? I'm not saying that because there's grace that it's done away with the law or the Torah or anything like that. No, we are still to live in obedience to his word. But there is grace, there is mercy, and there is a second chance. And in the same way that he gave those things to the people in scripture, then it's no different for you, okay? So again, I just wanted to share this because I'm going to be talking about this a lot more within my podcast. This is just an intro to it, so stay tuned for the episodes to come concerning blending families, concerning remarriages, or, you know, maybe you came out of a counterfeit relationship that wasn't a marriage, but now this is your first time stepping into marriage, okay? Whatever that the situation is, the point is that remarriage and blended families are not an abomination to Elohim. Okay? So, I hope that this blesses you and I hope it encourages you. Stay tuned for more episodes that will be coming on this topic. It will bless you. I know it has for me. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk with you in my next episode.